Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I am Brother Nuh. In this week, we are going over taqwa for your Islam 101 reminders. See, this month is, is very special because this month, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is assisting us in gaining something that can be very, very beneficial to our lives, and that's taqwa. Taqwa is the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It can be defined as to preserve or to guard yourself exceedingly, to put a thing between oneself and another to preserve or guard oneself, to take as a shield. You see, with this fear, with this fear that we are gaining in this month of Ramadan, this fear is going to act as a shield away from the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just imagine if you were walking under an awning or, or in an area where debris was falling down and you grabbed an umbrella and that umbrella protected you from the things that could have potentially fall and harm you. That umbrella is a representation of taqwa. That umbrella is a representation of taqwa. It's something that we always want to have with us at all times to protect ourselves. So what we're going to do today is we're going to go over some of the ways that we can achieve taqwa. And the first way is to recite the Quran with its meanings. Now we recite the Quran a lot, whether it be in salah, uh, whether we are rehearsing for our Islamic classes. However, sometimes we recite, 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 and we don't go over the meanings of it. Now, the meanings are the most important. We need to contemplate and ponder over the meanings of the verses of the Quran. Just take the one verse, that Allah is one, that he cannot be split. He is, he is, he is the first and he is the last. This needs to be contemplated over. Allahu Samad. Allah is the eternal. He is the eternal. He will outlast anything that we can ever imagine. We need to think about that. And these are very, very two, very, very simple ayats of the Quran. And we need to act upon, act upon what we learn. For learning something beneficial without acting upon it is of no use. Just imagine you reading a book about playing tennis. After you read that book, are you a tennis player? No. You're only a tennis player if you go out and play some tennis. So if we read about these things in the Quran and we don't act upon it, we are doing ourselves a, a, a huge disservice. We should recite the Quran as much as we can, for it will come as an intercessor for its reciter on the day of judgment. Yes, the Quran will, will take a form and it will intercess for you on the day of judgment. It will testify that you read it, that you lived upon it, that you didn't neglect it. So we don't want the Quran to turn into something that we just put on our shelves and we just forget about. Many of the Sahaba used to take a long time finishing, reciting the Quran because they wanted to reflect, ponder, contemplate, and act upon each verse of the Quran. They talk about the Prophet wasallam, how he was a walking Quran. And he wasn't the walking Quran just because he stayed away from pork 
or he did the obvious things. No, he embodied He embodied that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was one and he was the greatest thing in his life in the way he walked, in the way he talked, in the way he dealt in his people. And we have to embody these things too, that Allah is one. The verses from the Quran, Allah is eternal. He's absolute in everything that we do. The next thing is we need to remember Allah. And this was the topic last week was the thicker of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Keep our tongue moist with the glorification and the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as possible. The more we remember him, the more he will remember us. But the more we will remember him, the more we will have the healthy fear of him. The more we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more our taqwa grows. Because before we get into a situation, whether it be good or bad, we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they may stop us from getting into the situation. Or we may be in a situation and we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that makes the situation better. We need to ponder over his uh, greatness, his creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in the Quran, O ye who believe, remember Allah much and glorify him morning and evening. So all day we must glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This helps with our taqwa. This helps with our God consciousness. This helps with our fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ponder and contemplate over his highness and his magnificence. He has power over all, so we must remember him with awe and humble, our, humble ourselves over his greatness and his majesty. The next thing that we can do is stay busy doing good works. Stay busy doing good works. The more and more that we are busy making the best of our time, then the less time we will have to even contemplate about doing haram. We need to take part in local Islamic activities and in the Muslim community. Look at see what they're doing at the mosque and don't just take advantage of it and say, oh, they're giving out food. Let me go and get some food. Oh, they're having a program. Let me attend the program. We need to think to ourselves, how can we help with the program? How can we donate some food so they can give out? How can we go there and join in giving away of the food? Giving da'wah locally and, and involve ourselves as much as possible in the good works and do everything only to uh, please to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't be involved with the masjid in order for people to look at us and say, oh, look at so-and-so. Wow, he's always at all of these events. He's always volunteering and he's a, a good Muslim. No, we're not doing that for that reason. We're doing it only for the grace and mercy of Allah. And we talked about that a few weeks ago in the niyyah, in the intention. When we are doing these good acts, when we are going to the mosque and we are volunteering, we must make it an effort we make must make it definite that we are doing this only for the grace and mercy of Allah be in the company of the righteous this is very important because we are who our friends are we are who our friends are bad company is like poison so we must keep away from it we should avoid taking as friends those who speak too freely who miss Allah who do not dress modestly, who backbite, who slander. Yes, we need to choose our friends wisely. You know, our friends who don't remind us of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our friends who always want to talk about worldly things. And then when you bring up something of Islam or talk about God in some way, they change the subject. 
They don't want to talk about that. We want to have friends that remind us of our religion, put us on the right track. Just as a person who sits for a long time with the perfume seller, he begins to smell nice. And a person who sits by a gutter cleaner begins to smell awful. Similarly, similarly, a person who spends time in the company of the wicked eventually gets affected badly by them. Eventually gets affected badly by them. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Adam, alayhi salam, to not go near the tree. Don't eat the tree, but don't even go near the tree. So we need to stay away from haram. And we do not need to even go near the haram. And we need to remember all friends will be enemies of one another on the day of judgment, except those of the virtuous. And that's the ayah of the Quran. All friends will be enemies of one another on that day, except those of the virtuous. Now, if we are virtuous towards each other, we won't be enemies of each other on that day. Only the people who are not virtuous. We need to take some time and make some effort to learn Islamic knowledge. Try to acquire as much knowledge as is possible. Act upon everything that we learn. For learning without acting upon that knowledge is of no use. And we will be accountable for the knowledge we had that we never acted upon. We will be accountable for the knowledge that we had, but we didn't act upon it. And we always charge our children with this. Didn't you know better? Didn't I tell you not to do this? You know you weren't supposed to do this. And that's a great uh, disrespect to us as parents. If our children are doing something that we know that they know better not to do. And that's the same thing with us when we stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We gain this knowledge and we, we sit under the sheikhs and we uh, attend the khutbahs and the halakas. And we get all this knowledge, but what do we do with it? Do we act upon it? We must act upon it. We must go to these Islamic source, source courses, go to Islamic courses and involve ourselves with learning about the deen as much as we can. And we should continue to acquire knowledge of Islam until our very last breath. We should die as students of Islam. Always be alert of what may divert us away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shaitan is always wanting to lead us astray and he might pounce on us when we are not aware. So we must always have an awareness of his evil tricks. Always be cognizant of how Shaitan tries to pull you away from what you're doing, what he promises you, what he tempts you with. What are your weaknesses? We must guard our tongues because the tongue may lead people to Jahannam. Therefore, we must think before we speak. And if we know it is not beneficial, then it is better not to speak at all than to risk committing a sin. Better not to speak at all than to risk committing a sin. It's better to stay silent. It's okay to be silent. That's why it's good to have, be around good, positive people because you can be silent around those people. It's okay. We don't always have to be talking because we run the risk of saying something that we don't want to say. Always be aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching us. And that's the taqwa. Always be conscious that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching us. Not just, oh, we can get away with this and nobody will ever know. And it's cool just because nobody sees us. No, it's not cool because Allah is watching us at all times. And we must act upon this and we should always teach our children, children this. 
not to just teach them to obey us and to listen to what we are saying. Teach them to be conscious of Allah, that there is a higher authority than me, than your parent. There is a higher authority. So be aware that Allah is watching you, son, daughter, cousin, niece, nephew. If we gain this awareness, then we would think twice before committing a sin or disrespecting someone. We need to be humble in our character, shun arrogance and pride, and never think of ourselves as better than anyone else. Always be a humble spirit. The Prophet said, and no one humbles himself before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but Allah will raise him. So Allah will raise the humble and humble the arrogant. As the Prophet said, according to the Muslim in orders, Al-Khibr is rejecting the truth and looking down upon people. We never want to be ones who look down upon people. And who are we? We're not important. It doesn't matter what our job title is. It doesn't matter how much money we have. We see this with this disease going around, this, this virus going around, this COVID virus, that it doesn't matter who the people are and how much money they have. Everybody's the same once this illness hits our body. It could it could ravish you, it could it could debilitate you. It doesn't matter who you are. So we have to be humble that at any point Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could take us. That if we have money at any point, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can make us broke. If we have something at any point, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can take it away from us because it wasn't ours in the first place. You see, it's crazy. We start bragging about money and things that we have, it's not even ours. Can you imagine somebody coming in their renting cars and they're renting houses and they're saying, oh, this is, I love this. This is my stuff. Look at what I have. And you don't have the first thing you would say is that's not yours. You rented that from budget rent a car, the house that you're living in, that person actually owns it. So we need to think of ourselves as that, as some people who are just here just for a limited amount of time. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has all of the bounty. We have none. So we almost, almost be humble. And we need to do everything to please Allah. Going into the first, first week of these reminders, our intention is so important. Everything we do in life, everything we do it sincerely, just so that we can please Allah. We need to take account of the things that we do on a regular basis. And we need to think about those things and say, man, am I doing these things to please Allah? Why am I doing this for some type of benefit or something like that? All of the things that we are not doing to please the law, we need to change our intention and change those acts so that they can please the law, so that they are pure, so that we can get blessings from those acts. If we think like this before every action, then we will do it a lot less sense and a lot more good. And we will also gain a fearful awareness of a law, of the consequences of doing which displeases Allah. We will think about the consequences. Focus on the purpose of life. We should keep reminding ourselves of the purpose of life. Our main purpose is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do everything to please him. We should think what we are going to do, is it compatible with the main purpose of life, with the main totality of life? When we have problems, when we have issues, when we have things going on, is it really uh, this serious? given the scope of things and the purpose of life? Is it in line with the purpose of life?
we will remember the destroyer of pleasures, which is death. The Prophet said, often, remember often the destroyer of pleasures. Know that it can strike at any second. Be aware that if we were to, if it were to strike while we were committing a sin, how we will be, how we will be raised up in that state, and what will be our condition in the grave and on the day of judgment. If we were struck down right at the moment we were committing that sin, think about that. Think about where we go as we enter these places, as we enter these places of the places that we frequent, and say to ourselves, "Man, do I want to pass away in this place?" Do I want people to in the community to talk about me and say, wow, this person was found here? Not saying this about the people in the community, just in general, just in general. Do, do you want to be raised up having to been in, been in this place that you weren't supposed to visit the graveyard at least once a week so that it may remind us of death? The Prophet وسلم, has made it made it acceptable to Go to a graveyard so we will be reminded of death and know that we may end up in the grave at any second and the next grave dug could be yours or mine. So we must take these beneficial uh, reminders. We must take these tips and use them to better ourselves and to gain taqwa. Because that's one of the reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it so we fast, made this month of Ramadan. He wants to help us gain taqwa because it's essential for our lives and it's essential for the lives of everybody around so i pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us to take these beneficial tips and